paper that loaves of bread had been wrapped in, the thinner wax paper that had enclosed sandwiches, old envelopes, newspapers. Fingering its way along the curve, the wind set the bits of paper to dancing high in the air so that a barrage of paper swirled into the faces of the people on the street. It even took the time to rush into doorways and areaways and find chicken bones and pork chop bones and push them along the curve. It did everything it could to discourage the people walking along the street. It found all the dirt and dust and grime on the sidewalk and lifted it up so that the dirt got into their noses, making it difficult to breathe. The dust got into their eyes and blinded them, and the grit stung their skins. It wrapped the newspaper around their feet, entangling them until the people cursed deep in their throats, stamped their feet, kicked at the paper. The wind blew it back again and again until they were forced to stoop and dislodge the paper with their hands. And then the wind grabbed their hats, pried their scarves from around their necks, stuck its finger inside their coat collars, blew their coats away from their bodies. The wind lifted Ludie Johnson's hair away from the back of her neck so that she felt suddenly naked and bald, for her hair had been resting softly and warmly against her skin. She shivered as the cold fingers of the wind touched the back of her neck, explored the sides of her head. It even blew her eyelashes away from her eyes so that her eyeballs were bathed in a rush of coldness. She had to blink in order to read the words on the sign swaying back and forth over her head. Each time she thought she had the sign in focus, the wind pushed it away from her so that she wasn't certain whether it said three rooms or two rooms. If it was three, why she would go in and ask to see it. But if it was two, why there wasn't any point. Even the wind twisting the sign away from her, she could see that it had been there for a long time because its original coat of white paint was streaked with rust where years of rain and snow had finally eaten the paint off down to the metal. And the metal had slowly rusted, making a dark red stain like blood. It was three rooms. The wind held it still for an instant in front of her and then swooped it away until it was standing at an impossible angle on the rod that suspended it from the building. She read it rapidly. Three rooms, steam heat, parquet floors, respectable tenants, reasonable. She looked at the outside of the building. Parquet floors here meant that the wood was old, and so discolored, no amount of varnish or shellac would conceal the scars and the old scraped places, the years of dragging furniture across the floors, the hammer blows of time, and children, and drunks, and dirty slovenly women. Steam heat meant a rattling, clanging noise and radiators early in the morning, and then a hissing that went on all day. Respectable tenants in these houses where colored people were allowed to live included anyone who could pay the rent. So some of them would be drunk and loud-mouthed loud and quarrelsome, given to fits of depression when they would curse and cry violently, given to, fits of e given to fits of equally violent elation. And she thought, because the walls would be flimsy, why the good people, the bad people, the children, the dogs, and the god-awful smells would all be wrapped up together in one big package. 
the package that was called Respectable Tenants. The wind pried at the red skull clap on her head, and as though angered because it couldn't tear it loose from its firm anchorage of bobby pins, the wind blew a great cloud of dust and ashes and bits of paper in her face, her eyes, her nose. It smacked against her ears as though it were giving her a final exasperated blow as proof of its displeasure in not being able to make her move on. Ludie braced her body against the wind's attack, determined to finish thinking about the apartment before she went in to look at it. Reasonable. Now that could mean almost anything. On 8th Avenue, it meant tenements, ghastly places not fit for humans. On St. Nicholas Avenue, it meant high rents for small apartments. And on 7th Avenue, it meant great big apartments where you had to take in rumors in order to pay the rent. On this